We're well past 23 alleluias after that. (laughs) Hear now the good news of the gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing like snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has been raised. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. But Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This, too, is the good news of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all thy quickening power. Come shed abroad a Savior's love that it may kindle ours. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock, and our risen Redeemer. Amen. Somewhere this morning, in a hospital room, surrounded by the witness of her closest loved ones and a nurse whose name she won't remember but who is taking away the pain, a woman is giving birth to a child. And somewhere else this morning, over brunch or after a morning hike, with witnesses hidden behind the trees ready to photo-document the moment, a loved one will pause on an otherwise ordinary day to propose to the love of their life. And somewhere this morning, too, with light shining in the window and loved ones by their side, an aging father will breathe his last. And even amidst the grief, love is there. And all of their lives are seismically changed in an instant. In an encounter where fear and joy mingle in an inexplicable kind of way. If we are lucky, over the course of our lifetimes, we might be fortunate enough to have one or two of these kinds of moments where the transcendent meets the ordinary, where fear and joy dance together, where there is an encounter that is pure love. And our lives are changed. 
I call these holy moments because in those moments, God is there. We could call these Easter moments, moments where death and life, fear and joy are held together with love. And when we have these kinds of moments, we invite special people, our nearest and dearest, to come and see, to bear witness to these encounters with us. We need someone to help hold the weight of these kinds of life-altering moments in our lives. And one of the first things we do after these special sacred moments happen is that we pick up the phone and begin to tell the story. You will never guess what just happened. I have something so incredible to tell you. Are you sitting down? I need to share something with you. Because this kind of news, it's meant to be shared. And before there were cell phones and Instagram stories, there was the story. The one that was told first by women, and then by the disciples, and then by Peter and the early church in Acts, and then written down in the word of Scripture so that it could become the living word for us. And it has been told and told and told again until it was told again here today. Because good, true, life-altering news, it's meant to be shared. The story goes, the story goes, that somewhere this morning, many years ago, two grieving women walked to the tomb where Jesus had been laid. And on that morning, the earth shook and the stone was rolled away and they met an angel who said to them, do not fear, come and see. Come and see where he lay and then go and tell. He is not here, he is risen. And their lives were seismically changed forever, in an instant, in an encounter where fear and joy meet. These women were standing in a graveyard, you understand, surrounded by death. We don't know exactly what prompted them to go, maybe to grieve, maybe to do their duty in preparing a body for burial, maybe they were hoping that what Jesus had said to them about the resurrection, that it was really true. What Matthew tells us is that they went, and the ground shook beneath their feet, a kind of seismic event, the one that causes you to pay attention. And once they had gotten their bearings and looked up, an angel bright as lightning was there, and the guards were terrified like dead men, says Matthew but not the women. The messenger said to the women, do not fear, and then gave them four simple instructions. Come, see, go, and tell. It seems that angels, messengers of God, have a way of showing up at these pivotal life-altering moments. They always start their greeting in the same way, do not fear and then give you a charge to step forth in joy. It was true at the beginning of Matthew's gospel for Joseph and at the beginning of Luke's gospel for Mary, the angel showed up and said, do not fear. I bring you great tidings of good joy, God with us, 
is coming into the world. And that same news is true this morning. Do not fear, said the angel. God is still with us. God is alive with us. Christ is risen. But this time the messenger doesn't just invite them to receive this good news. The messenger invites them to become messengers of good news themselves. The angel invites them to receive it and then pass it along. And just a few verses later, they meet the risen Christ on the road. They literally come and see, as the angel prescribed, the risen one. And they bow down at his feet with praise. But even Jesus doesn't let them stay there. Just like the angel, Jesus calls them, go and tell. And the women become the first in a holy relay race that passes this story This resurrection hope from the angel and the risen Christ to the women, to the disciples, to Peter, to the early church, to us here today, it's a ripple that goes out from the epicenter as far as the shock waves of joy can reach. Come, see, go and tell. He is not here. He is risen. Now, I could be wrong, but I suspect that all of you are here this morning because someone, somewhere along the line, shared this good news with you. Someone you love, maybe it's your preacher, maybe your parents or your grandparents, your neighbor or your best friend, but someone heard this story, this story, and was moved enough by it to tell you and you. And you in the back, and me as well, maybe we are back in this sacred space on Easter because that same loved one in your life insisted that you come and hear it again. Or maybe you're here because you needed to come and see one more time that that good news is still true and it is still for you. The Easter story is this, Christ is alive Death does not have the final word. Hope sustains. Love wins. He is not here. He is risen. But it turns out that it's not just enough for us to come and see, to hear this ethereal music, to be fed at this table. It's not enough simply to honor your mama's wishes that you come to church on Easter Sunday. The truth is that the world out there is desperate for good news. And so we can be the guard, like the guards who were like dead men and stayed quiet. Or we can be awakened with joy like the women who heard the angels' news, do not fear, come and see, then go and tell. And maybe you're not sure how to tell the resurrection story according to Matthew. You're not the preacher, you're thinking. But as recipients of this good news that has been passed on from witness to witness for generations, you are charged to tell a story that is true for you. The story of how Christ is alive and at work in your life. The resurrection story according to Anne and Tom and Miles and Cindy When our lives are changed by love and light and hope, 
in birthing rooms and news stories and around dinner tables and even, yes, in graveyards like the women. We're called to tell those stories that bear witness to a God who is still alive with us in all the places that matter. And when we tell those stories, we are participating in this resurrection story, a counter-testimony to the world that thinks that death and sin win. He is not here. He is risen. Death and sin do not get the final word, but love and light and love conquer all. I do not know much, but I do know this. In the coming year, there will be seismic moments in many of our lives. Most of them we don't know are coming. Whether it's a birth or a death, a job change or a diagnosis, new love or an ordinary moment that just moves you to tears, there will be seismic moments in our lives. And in those moments, we are called just like the women at the tomb, to bear witness. We're called to share what we have seen and smelled and tasted and felt. We're called to name the ways that our hearts skipped a beat and to tell the stories of the things that bring us to our knees. And you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a preacher. You just have to point to those moments where fear and joy meet, where God cracks open our hardened hearts and love falls in. The risen Christ is calling us to tell those stories in our lives today, just like the risen Christ called us to tell his resurrection story. Because without your witness... Those seismic holy moments can't ripple out into the world only when we share this good news, that our lives have been changed by the love of God, will the world change for the better. So here this morning, in this church, in the Morningside neighborhood, we have the chance to send a ripple of love, a resurrection moment, good news out into the world. Never before has this exact group of people been gathered in this space. And because our lives are changed here, never again will this same group of people be gathered in this way. But by being here this morning, by coming and seeing, we get to bear witness to the risen Christ in song and in silence, in prayer and in passing of the peace, with trumpets and at the table. You came. You saw. Now go and tell. The world will be shocked, seismically changed, if we leave this place together proclaiming, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Do it with me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.